This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Here we are. Yeah, Clay, Clay Byersdorfer, yeah. Matt Berger, last man up, the first one. Yes. And you and I were standing there. We look like we look like that uh, that Spider Man right. meme. You gotta go. Or like there were go? like there were point like the right. two Spider Mans are pointing at Who's each other. Doing this? Who's that was doing you. This? Yeah. I was, was like, no, no, you go. No, you go. No, well, you was, go. I was waiting for our kick ass <laughs> intro music too. I that rock <laughs> intro. I was just getting all hyped up. Yeah. So. I, I kind of was too. Yeah. But here we are in a lovely Wood River, Illinois. Uh, oh no, we're not Glenn, in Wood River. No, Glenn Carbon. Glenn sir. Carbon. Glenn I'm Carbon. sorry. I had to take myself off. I was, gonna, I was not going to talk at all during this thing. <laughs> no. That's and all the, you, say, you say Wood River a minute into it. Right. That, that, or here we are. That's Andy Hanselman, ladies and gentlemen. For those of, you who, uh, those of you who don't know his voice, the few of you in St. Louis who do not recognize that voice, that is Andy Hanselman. The very handsome Andy Hanselman, blessed, might, might I add. Blessed to have him as our oh. producer slash musical savant slash guru guru i'm gonna call i'm gonna call him guru technical guru you're not a producer you're just the guru you're the guru i like it i I won't call myself a producer i just sit here and just hit this mute button (laughs) (laughs) but here we are correction we are in beautiful glenn carbon illinois uh i think the last time i was in illinois was wood river when uh, i was doing a remote with fred slow when I was on 590 with the heavy hitters, we did a couple of remotes in Illinois. So I apologize if I offended any of my uh, Illinois people, my Illinoisers. Uh, I, I'll, I'll do apologies. I, I am an Illinoiser, so I'm slightly offended. Uh, I'm, but I'm sorry. You are my co-host and partner. I'm annoyed you said Illinoiser. Yeah. I, I did, I did that on even, purpose. That's not an Illinois thing. I did that that's on purpose. That's not shit that Illinois people say. <laughs> what is uh, it then? Is it, is it the Illini? Do I call you Illini? No, no it's, we're, we're, we're Illinoisians. Illinoisians. You say the S in Illinoisians. Illinoisians. It wouldn't be Illinoisian? Illinoisian actually sounds good. Oh, okay. I don't. Either I way, don't. Illinois. I've always said Illinois. Someone will call you Illinoising, right? Yep. Illinoising. That's hundred percent not. Right. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> but here we are on the maiden voyage. Maiden voyage of the Last Man Up podcast, and we are going to have a guest that's going to be coming coming on with us a little bit later. Scott Miller of BleacherReport.com. He wrote something about Tommy Pham and how Tommy Pham uh, is set to be the the uh, MLB superstar breakout. Uh, that is by Scott Miller on the Bleacher Report. I, you know, people. I wonder if people ask Neil Armstrong if he ever gets tired. The, the, the question, how does it feel to be the first man on the moon? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Scott Miller is eventually going to get tired of uh, being asked, what was it like to be the first guest on the Last Man Last Man Up podcast? you think he's get, I, eventually going to get tired of that? I think he will. Honestly, I, he's probably already thinking of it right now. I mean, he's waiting for us to call. And, every, I mean, every part of me – is thinking that Scott Miller's like, wow, I'm the inaugural guest. Inaugural, and I, and I, inaugural? I told him, I told him that he was going to be our first guest, and he sounded yeah. very impressed. And he still signed up, so that yeah. tells you how I, pro- how prominent this thing is going to be. I try to make other people our first guest. Yeah. I'm not going to say names. Yeah, we're not not going to name drop. So uh, eventually, we may have them on. But me saying that you are going to be our first guest didn't seem to impress him that much. But Scott Miller was impressed. Well, Scott Miller is that guy. He is that dude, and we are super excited to have him. No doubt. And that article that he has on BleacherReport.com, I cannot recommend it enough to go out and read about Tommy Pham and the vision problems that he had and everything he had to do to overcome them are amazing. I learned a lot about um, Tommy Pham, and I learned about I learned a lot about uh, eye surgery yes. and all the things that are, are a part of that. I know way more about eye surgery than I ever would care to know. 
until I read this article today. So I'm super excited to have uh, this man on our podcast to talk more about Tommy, uh, to talk more about eye surgery in general, and uh, really just really honored to have him as our first guest. There are so many diseases out there that we have no idea about until someone famous gets them. No idea. This is one of them. And the other one, I had no idea this happened until Mm. Farrah Fawcett died from it. Wow. And that's rectal cancer. Well, I feel like Tommy Pham's eye problems and rectal cancer are two... Literally opposite ends of the the spectrum. Opposite ends of the spectrum and the body. (laughs) Fun fact, the eyes are nowhere Nowhere near, near. Nowhere near the anus. Pro tip for you right there. Look at that. He's not just a doctor, but he plays one on the podcast. Plays one on the podcast for sure. Um, yeah, we're really excited to have Scott, um, to have him to have him on our show. Uh, I think he's going to be a great guest. I think he is too. Uh, you are listening to the Last Man Up podcast. We are part of the St. Louis Podcast Network. com is where you can go. Or stlpodcast.com. Andy Hanselman giving me the big no. I'm, this is my first day, Hanselman. That's what do you pl- want you're from fine. me? You messed up the plug. I, I messed up the plug already. It's like part of the radio station. You're, like, you're listening to News 20 or uh, News Talk 1120 KTRS. <laughs> 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 you know, many times I got the name of my own show wrong because I kept changing. You got Matt Berger wrong? No, my, the name of my own show. Not my name. The name of my own oh. show because the name of the show kept about, changing. You had about 30 of them there for a minute, I, Okay, didn't you? yeah. It was, we were the first hard line in St. Louis when it was me and Dave Rapp. We were on in the morning in 590 when, it, when 590 the fan first got back on the air again. I'm going to give you a hot take. That was a better presentation than the current hard line. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can scratch getting TJ Mo, Cam Jansen, or, uh, I have, uh, or John Hadley as a I'm as a future guest strong feeling that none of those guys will end up on the last man podcast <laughs> well, but I, we could probably get cam we can we, i'm on good terms with cam we're, we're Cam's a good guy we're cam gonna, is a good guy we're gonna get some guys we're gonna get some people that people are like wow they actually did something with that podcast <laughs> we're starting off today with scott miller of prominence and we're we're gonna have some great guests but but first it was the the original hard line and then it was the heavy hitters. It was me and Fred Slow and TJ Weber and Patrick Blair and then um, then uh, Dan Buffa. Mm-hmm. And then you sat in for a week, I think, I, I did a week come, or two. I, I subbed for free. You subbed for I free. I want to add, I did not get paid to sub for a week. Well, there were a couple times I didn't get paid because I had a cover for people. Well, that's why we're now starting this free podcast. <laughs> and then I had, uh, it wasn't that 590 show. It was something else before that. It was Team 590 tonight or something along those lines, and I didn't like that name. And then I'm like, well, I, actually, it was Arlington Lane, the great Arlington Lane from mm. the In the Zone Network said, uh, why don't you call it that 590 show? And I'm like, you know what? I like the sound of that. So then it became that 590 show. There were times we were going to break, and I forgot the name of the show. Well, it's totally a ripoff of that 70s show. Well, of course it was. But Look, there's not, nothing new under the sun, my friend. There's plenty of new under the sun. You just got to look hard enough is what an old person once told me. So I guarantee you, I guarantee you at least one time, I'm going to say last man standing and, lost, and not last man up. I well, guarantee it. That makes me feel really comfortable <laughs> in the fact that I asked you to be my, my co-host. I'm just and, letting and, you know that I may end up saying that one time. We're trying to create a brand image and you're out here goofballing. And, I, and I'm over here shredding it. Shredding it to I pieces. Got my, I got my shrapnel out, I got my knife out, and I am my scalpel, and I am just going to town, you, wasting it away. You, you went Freddy Krueger, you went Jason Voorhees, just with my idea and shredded shredded that paper to pieces. This is the photo of the former intros to uh, the hard line, the, uh, what was the other one? Something else you did? The heavy hitters. Yeah, here goes. Yeah. And a good afternoon to everyone. We're coming to you live from the Big A where the California Angels 
meet the Seattle Mariners in a showdown for the division lead in this exciting American League West race. Hello, everybody. I'm Kurt Gowdy, along with Jim Palmer, Tim McCarver, <laughs> Dick Vitale, Mel Allen, Dick Emberg, and Dr. Joyce Brothers. Inviting you to join us for this all-important ball game. It's like a 19... 19- you, you can never go wrong with the naked gun. No. <laughs> But still, Never. I, I, mean, do, I do have this, though, too. The Heavy Hitters, featuring Berger, Buffa, and Blair. There we go. Triple B's. Weeknight. The Triple B's. From 7 to 9 on 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com. <laughs> the, big, the big baller branded radio yeah, we couldn't We couldn't convince Patrick to shave his head. I mean, I, I can't say I blame him. He had a beautiful, thick, full head of hair. He's a rock star. So he has, like, rock star hair. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any hair, and Buffa barely has any hair. Well, so we were like, "Come on, Patrick, shave your head. We'll be the you know the bald bees." And he he, he wasn't down with it. He didn't want to be no. You part of the, the bald were you game thing. time AM or not? Uh, no, I was not. Okay, that was Jeff Jones. That right? was Jeff Jones and Brad Mudd. Yeah, gotcha. okay, not Brad Mudd. Brad um, Lee. Brad Lee. Yeah, isn't his real name Mud? Last oh, name Mud. I don't know. Maybe it is. I'm not, I'm not just like trying to make a joke saying that his no, name no, is I, Mud. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought his name really was Brad Lee. Brad, I don't know. Whoever, I mean, his parents should be just questioned at best. <laughs> I, didn't know he, I didn't know he had a stage if name. His, if his last name is Lee and his first name is Brad. What's that movie, that, 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 uh, that bad movie from the 80s when Michael J. Fox, A Secret of My Success, and his first name was Bradley? And people were asking you, what's your name? Bradley. No, what's your first name? No, my first name is Bradley. It was kind of like one of the okay, lame running all, jokes in that to movie. To say that was an awful movie is... is, is also terrible. That's a, that's a, that's the worst take to, so far. Oh, that's an awful movie. Okay. His name was Brantley Foster. Oh, Brantley Foster. Foster. Okay, and I was his, close. His his pseudo name was uh, Carlton Whitfield. <laughs> so and because they were and no dealing, one had and no one had any idea what that company did. They were just a business. They were just a business. They they uh, they were a conglomerate of some kind. Yeah, and his the Pembroke uh, the Pembroke Corporation. And then the aunt that married into the family was always seducing him, which was kind of uncomfortable. No, no, it was her dad's business. It was her dad's business. Yeah. But she was his aunt, but she wasn't an aunt by oh, blood. Right. Yeah, she yeah. married into the family. Yeah. yeah. And she was always seducing him, which was kind of uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. That's a, that's a great movie. I'm uncomfortable so, that we just talked about that for this <laughs> long. I'll be honest with you. The secretary from that movie is the same woman who played the voice of Howard's mother yes. on How I Met Your Mother. Uh, big, ba- big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Who is, who is now no longer with us. Yeah, she's dirt napping. Rest yeah, she, she recently uh, bit the big one. R.I.P. Thoughts and prayers. What else was she in? She was just one of those character actors that was in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But, um, she was, oh, what else did she do? I think I've seen her in a couple episodes of Married with Children, too. Probably. She'd be, she'd be like a good waitress character. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She was never going to be a leading lady. No. Number okay, supporting she, actors for life. Yeah, well, I mean, she she had the voice and she had the look. I know what it was. She was one of George Costanza's girlfriends on yes, Seinfeld. She, she was Mrs. Yep. Sokol's yes. daughter. Yes, yes, she was. That yes. he went on a date with. Yes, yep. And she uh, she was like, "Don't bother, don't bother, don't, don't bother, don't bother, don't bother any longer." <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh. tell you what. Uh, we're going to uh, quickly uh, pivot here. We're going to go. We're going to be talking to Scott Miller. From a Bleacher Report about his uh, his his column or his article that he wrote, Tommy Pham's vision saving surgery sparks miracle MLB superstar breakout. That is the title of it. Is on BleacherReport.com. Scott Miller will be joining us here very soon on the uh, the Last Man Up part of the St. Louis Podcast Network. STLPodcast.com. 
Joining us right now on the phone is Scott Miller from BleacherReport.com. You can follow him on Twitter at ScottMillerBBL. Uh, you can read his latest column about Tommy Pham entitled Tommy Pham's Vision-Saving Surgery Sparks Miracle MLB Superstar Breakout. Scott, thank you for joining us right here in The Last Man Up. How are you, sir? Real good. Uh, greetings from Florida down in uh Warm country, it's about eighty-five degrees down there. Oh yeah, you probably had sunshine all day today too, didn't you? Like around here, it looked like Transylvania. <laughs> yeah, right. you know it's been unbelievable. I've been down here mostly since uh, February fifteenth, and it's it's been pretty much sunshine and eighty-five every day. You're making me very envious right I, now. I, Scott. I'm envious yeah. too, but but you're from Southern California, Scott. So I mean, sunshine and nice weather isn't you know isn't strange to you, is it? No, the funny thing is, talking to my wife, they, they're having a cold snap in Southern California, and she, a couple nights ago, during the night, it got down to like 32 degrees, and the high during wow. the day has been, uh, you know, certainly nothing to complain about, you know, 50 degrees, in the 50s, cool for Southern Cal, but you know, obviously a lot of people in the Midwest and East and different parts of the country take 50 degrees, but... Yeah, it's way warmer here in Florida right now than Southern Cal. I'd give anything to have 50 degrees year-round oh, consistently. Yeah. <laughs> I would, too. I mean, I, I, <laughs> Come on. I walked outside yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, it's 60 degrees, and it's slightly raining. There, like, there were a couple of mornings I was leaving for work, and it was minus 17 with a wind chill. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's time to put on shorts here. <laughs> it's blazing so, up. So, Scott, before you did this piece about Tommy Pham, have you ever heard of the eye disease Keratokinus. Uh, Keratokinus. Keratokinus. Have, yeah. have, have you even heard of it? I don't even know how to pronounce it. Well, as I wrote in the story, and I'm certainly not making fun of you guys' pronunciation of it, because no, I had never heard it. As I wrote in the story, and it's pronounced, by the way, and I learned this, Keratokinus. And as I wrote in the story, Keratokinus is like a, uh, it's like an, the word itself is like an eye test chart, you know? Yes, it um, is. <laughs> that's, that's a very good description. Yes. I, yeah, that's one of the cool things about what I do. And I've been a baseball writer now for close to 30 years. You know, I've, I've always loved to write, loved baseball. It's been a great way to make a living. I, I'm incredibly blessed, you know, as, 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 Friends and neighbors say, oh, geez, you get to just watch baseball for a living. And, and that's true, and that's great, and write about it. But two things. One is I always say, once you do it for a few years, you learn as great as the game is, it, the people you get to know, it's all about the people. You know, be it in uniform, out of uniform, colleagues in the press box. There's so many good people you run into in this game. Um, so that's number one. Number two, one, one of the underrated cool things about being a baseball writer is you learn so much. I mean, I, I, I'm certainly nowhere near getting a medical degree, but from all the injuries I've written about over the years, you know, I, you know, I understand a little bit about, you know, okay, when somebody tears up a knee, which is the bad ligament? You know, the ACL, that's the one you don't want to tear. The UCL, you know, you've got a chance to come back. So you learn a lot, and I learned a lot about Caracatonus in this story because I had never heard of it before, um, and it, it was a very interesting uh, subject, 
and Tommy Pham is an incredibly interesting and intelligent man. Dr. Scott Miller joining us right now <laughs> on the Last Man Up podcast. You can follow him on Twitter <laughs> at uh, at Scott Miller BBL. I think uh, classification is optometrist, Matt. I believe. Well, well I mean, but he's, but he's talking about ACLs and UCLs and MCLs. Oh, I yeah. mean, I think I think he, now he knows it all. Well, he said that you don't want to tear the ACL, which is that's the hottest take ever. That you don't want to tear your ACL. <laughs> that is news to me. I I'll be honest with you, Scott. I don't want to tear any muscles in any any I, ligaments. I any, nothing. Any. But obviously the ACL being bad. Uh, Scott, you kind of talked about it already, but what was it like to kind of get to really know Tommy Fan on more of a personal level? Obviously, you know, the folks here in St. Louis love him. Uh, you know, he's, he's brought a whole new attitude to the Cardinal organization. Much needed one. Much needed one, no doubt. What was it like to just really sit down and, and bullshit with him and really get to know him as a person? Yeah, you know, he's, uh, yeah, he's deadly serious about his game and his tat, you know, what he's doing. And he is a, uh, always, you know, I could tell immediately he's kind of guys always trying to get better. Um, when we met a couple weeks back, it was, it was in late January and, um, we met in Southern California. He, he was going, as I laid out the story, he, he was going to see his eye doctor. The reason he was in Southern California is he was going to see a couple of hitting gurus out there, you know, hitting guys that have worked with, with uh, you know, Jonas Cespedes, J.D. Martinez. He wanted them to look at his swing because he wanted some input as to what they thought. And, and it, you know, he was looking for a way to get better after his breakout season last year. Then he was going from L.A. straight to Florida, to Ocala, Florida, to an, an athlete's performance institute uh, to, to work with a speed guy, a guy who specializes in helping play, athletes get faster. And, um, in fact, when I saw Tommy in Cardinals camp last week, I asked him about this. Did that help? He said, oh, absolutely. He said, yes, I got some tips on, you know, hoping to get myself faster. So, number one, he's always looking to get better. He's, he's dead serious about, about everything. Uh, he's persevered. Obviously, he's been in the minor leagues for many, you know, many, a couple thousand at bats. And, um, you know, on top of that, he's just a, he's just a nice, genuine, earnest guy. And he was, he's very happy to talk now about this Caracatonis because, you know, a lot of people have it and don't even realize it. And, 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 you know, so he wants to, anybody that may have it, he's, you know, he wants to give back now that he's been able to get help himself. He, he'd like to, you know, spread the gospel of, uh, of what Caracatonis is and <laughs> if somebody they have it, how they can get uh, get checked out and get help. I think what the most amazing thing, in my opinion, in your article, uh, Scott, is that he had no idea that he even had this disease until he got to minor league baseball. He was playing in Iowa, crushed a home run, and then he gets back to the dugout and everybody's asking him, what was it? And he said fastball, and everybody's like, no, that was a slider. So it turns out that he wasn't even seeing the ball properly. He didn't know he had this disease until he had a vision test done. I always assumed that. I mean, yeah. I, I heard that he had an eye, that he had vision problems. I thought maybe this is just something that he dealt with his entire life. But it sounds like he didn't know about th- that he had this disease until he was in his uh, you know, in his early to mid twenties. No, because the odd thing is, you know, in the minor leagues, that instant you, instance you just mentioned, I. I um, I believe he said it was in 2008. I think that's what I have in the story, 2008. And uh, you're right. He said he hit a home run. He thought it was a fastball. 
teammate, bunch of teammates that saw it said no slider. So he went and looked at the video, and he said they're right. And at that point, his he thought his eyesight was good enough. He did, he was not wearing contact lenses or glasses. You know, he was just, you know, the naked eye. But that made him start to think about things. And again, this is where I think his intelligence comes into play. That made him start to think about things. And he thought, that explains why I've had so many strikeouts this year and why I've had some good stretches where I think everything's going well, and then all of a sudden I'll have a stretch of poor at-bats. And he, he thought his inconsistency in the minor leagues that season could relate to the eyes. So he went to a lens crafters, I mean, of all places, and nice. had his eyes checked out. And they said, you need uh, you need you need glasses or contacts. So, you know, he got he got a pair of glasses from lens crafters and, uh, you know, tried those out. And then that didn't work too well. And then, you know, a couple other visits to different eye doctors and some help from the Cardinals organization. And pretty soon he figured out what it was, this caricatonis. I'm going to start blaming all of my softball league strikeouts there and roundouts on Keratoconus. It's not your lack of athleticism, no. uh, Clay. It's that. No, it's Keratoconus, <laughs> 100%. Scott. Uh, out, you never know. Yeah. It, what, uh, what, what are you kind of looking for? Or really, to kind of back up, you, you've talked about you know just your coverage in baseball in general. And what makes it different about this time of year when spring training starts to roll around? What is it that is so special about all the minor leaguers, all the major leaguers being down in Florida or Arizona? Um, why do people get so excited about that? You know, I think uh, it's a great question. And I, I think it's a couple things. One, for people that live in cold weather climates, they're thrilled to come get some sunshine that's number one well you're not you're not a cold weather guy you're not a cold weather guy so you that's not a take for you (laughs) so so an extension of that for me is to me spring training it's kind of like the first robin you see it it, that signals the end of winter okay that's what spring training is and and spring training once spring training opens even though it's February, it's like, you know what? Summertime is almost here, baby, because I always say baseball, one of the great things baseball has going for it is this time of year signals spring and summer. And, if, if you know, people see baseball players working out under the sun and they immediately start to think about summer vacations thinking about those nice, late, warm summer nights where you sit out in your backyard and barbecue, go to the ballpark. If you're a kid, you think about it, you think, you know, baseball season means school's almost over and I'm almost free for the summer. So, so I think true. all of those thoughts come into, come into play right about now. And then from a writer's perspective, it's great because everybody's in a great mood. Yeah. I mean, players and coaches, you know, Nobody's in a slump yet. Nobody's lost. Everybody's about <laughs> to have the best season of their career. Everybody's looking forward to and, talking to you. and Yeah, everybody's happy. And so, you know, and also you have real good access. So from a writer's perspective, you know, you can get into clubhouses and guys are in good moods and you get a chance to talk to them and, and get to know them a little bit and interview them and work on your feature stories or whatever you're doing, your columns. Uh, away from the pressure of the season. So for all of those reasons, that's all why I like spring training. 
Scott Miller joining us right now from Bleacher Report. You can follow him on Twitter at Scott Miller BBL. Uh, the entire time that you were talking to Tommy Pham doing this great article on BleacherReport.com, did you ever get the, uh, a sense of like any kind of bitterness or anger about Tommy Pham's condition? Because if he's playing this well with this vision, you know, needing correction and slightly impaired, imagine what he'd be like if he had like, you know, as you were talking about like how basically baseball players, they have to have sometimes better than 2020 vision. Sometimes it's 2010, sometimes or 2014 or 2015. Did you ever get a sense that he was anger or bitter about a situation? No, not, you know what? Not at all. That I'm glad you asked me that question. That's a very good question. And no, I mean, not even just he and I talking off the record, for, you know, about things that maybe I wouldn't write. No, I think the overwhelming sense I got from Tommy is how grateful he is that he's been able to figure out what this is and that he's got this great team of eye doctors that's that's been like a godsend to him and no that you know he's going the opposite way instead of being you know bitter at all about oh well you know i you know yeah i could have made the majors five years ago if somebody had figured this out for me none of that it's more you know thankful that he did figure it out because he knows if he didn't you know, you would have never had this chance. Yeah. Yeah. It's really inspiring. It's amazing. Uh, it, I, it, the work ethic that Tommy Pham puts in. But I will say, Scott, that the information about the, the 2015, 2020, 20, Matt, we, Berger, we can't be baseball players based on our vision alone. In, or or, uh, or fighter pilots. Or fighter pilots. I did not know that vision existed beyond 2020. So oh, now. Are you serious? Well, not. But I'm saying it got down to 2010. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I've just, I've been ignorant to vision i guess <laughs> i thought my eyes were just my eyes but Scott, your vision can be so much better clay than I, what it currently I, is I apparently can't i mean i'm a pro athlete i just need to get my vision corrected <laughs> if, if i'm getting the gist of your scott of your story scott it really is that anybody can be a pro athlete as long as they can fix their vision yeah i uh yeah again that part of it educated <laughs> me too, you know, the, the, yeah it's, uh, you know, who knew that? I mean, obviously, you know, you have to see well to hit the ball. But, yeah, I didn't realize that, uh, you know, all of these guys, you know, almost all of them have, you know, 2020 or 2015, 2010. Um, yeah, it's it's, uh, uh, it, it's 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 an interesting thing. But, you know, I mean, you think about it. I mean, of all the the uh, tools you have to have to play baseball. And we hear so much about hand-eye coordination. Well, there are the eyes. Um, you, it all starts with the eyes in, in, in baseball because, man, like I, I'm, I've been covering the game long enough that I'm in complete agreement when people say the hardest thing to do in all of sports is to hit a baseball. Um, 100%. You know. 100%. And, and to do that, you got to see it. Yeah, no doubt. I just didn't know you had to see it that well. I mean, I'm I'm struggling right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Scott, real quick, a Major League Baseball question before we let you go. And thank you again for for joining us here on the maiden voyage of, of the of the Last Man Up uh, podcast. Uh, what do you make of some of these teams? I, I'm trying to remember who they were. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, are the the Major League Baseball Players Union is suing the Pirates, suing um, there are a couple other, three other Major League Baseball teams because they're not spending any money on free agents, and there are free agents out there like Jake Arrieta, like Lance Lynn, like Mike Moustakas. What what was your impression when that happened? 
Yeah, you know, not not suing, but yeah, what they did is they filed a grievance. The okay, oh, yeah, filed a grievance, filed a yes. Grievance against the Pirates, the Oakland A's, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Miami Marlins uh, for, yeah, basically taking their revenue-sharing money and not spending it like they're supposed to. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't surprised when the grievance came because there's after years and years of great harmony between the owners and the players, this has been a rough winter. I mean, the Players Union – you know, it's aggravated that so many free agents still haven't signed, guys like Mike Moustakis and Jake Arrieta. And, and you know, you heard you, earlier in the winter we heard, well, might there be collusion? It's not collusion. I mean, there have been offers made that players just haven't accepted. That, that what, what it is is a disruption of the way business has been done for the last many, many, many years. And it's to me it's because all 30 front offices now – have analytics people that aren't just working in the front office, but that are being relied on. And, you know, the analytics people, you don't have to be an analytics person to know this, but the analytics people are pushing and, and proving that, you know, these free agent contracts, they turn bad quickly when they're long-term deals, that once a guy gets past 30 or 31, by the time he hits 32, he's going to decline fast. And, um, you know, you look at contracts around the game. You look at Albert Pujols out with the Los Angeles Angels, you know, the former uh, former superstar in your area. Great example, yes. Great example. You know, it's awful. I mean, Pujols, you know, that 10-year deal for the Angels, that, that that's, uh, you know, first of all, from year one, they did not get Albert the prime Albert Pujols. He was already in decline, and it's just gotten worse and worse. And there's several other deals around that. So the problem is that teams are reluctant now to give long free agent contracts. So the union's angry about that, angry about a few other things. They're not thrilled with the pace, the change of rules to increase pace of play. Um, they're not thrilled, as a lot of people aren't, that there are about 10 teams this year that aren't even trying. They're rebuilding <laughs> teams like, you know, the the the, the – the, you know, the Marlins, the Pirates, the Tampa Bay Rays are among them. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to have a little bit of discord here. Fortunately, the basic agreement that's been signed goes for another four years. So I wouldn't anticipate, you know, any work stoppages unless things get much uglier. But, you know, the good news is baseball is raking in $10 billion a year. There's too much money to be made for the players to just walk away from it. But I do think – there's some disagreements and arguments that need to be settled and they, they need to be worked out uh, here sooner rather than later. Yeah. I was just going to ask out what, despite, you know, all this frustration confrontation between the players, the union, the league, what's the tipping point? At, at what point do both sides just say like, and you know, enough is enough, like get these guys on the field. What's going to be the tipping point uh, for both sides involved? You know, I think if next winter in the free agent market is like this winter, next winter, as we know, is a big, big free agent market. I mean, you, you know, next winter you're going to have Manny Machado, Bryce Harper. Uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw has an opt-out in Los Angeles. If he does opt-out, Josh Donaldson's a free agent next, next winter. If you have a winner next winter with all these superstars on the free agent market like this one, 
then that, that that's what could lead to complete war. Scott, I, I did want to All ask, right. I wanted to ask about your, uh, your cheeseburger um, obsession. I, I saw that in your bio today that you were a cheese. What is it? What is the, <laughs> the language? It's, it just says cheeseburger. So I didn't know if that you were just a fan of cheeseburgers or, or what the deal, but I really, yep. I, I really just wanted to get your take is what, what's the best cheeseburger you had? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, where I have in, I can't remember where I have in that Twitter bio, like, like baseball <laughs> music and cheeseburgers. It's hardball like music yeah, and yeah, cheeseburgers. Yeah, I like a good cheeseburger. I, uh, you know, I got a, I, I can't eat them as often as I once did, but, uh, yeah, I still, uh, you know, every, I don't know how often, but I, yes, a frequent amount of time. Yeah, good cheese. Out where I am, in and out burgers, great. I was um, just going to ask. I was too. Like, if I tell you the yeah. In-N-Out Burger is trash, does that start a knife fight with you? I, I've never had what? one, but if someone says that, embrace is, the is, debate. Is, is, is that is that a knife fight? Does that yeah. start a knife fight with you? Yeah, they're great. Um, I just had five guys actually. I, I, oh, uh, I had five guys for dinner the other night. Um, you know, those are chains, and then there's a you know good places around the country. There's a bar and outside of Detroit called Miller's Bar in Dearborn that's. Uh, Got a great cheeseburger. Let, let's just say I got about seven or eight years ago, of all places, GQ magazine did a uh, like a 25 burgers you must eat around the country. And so I, I carry that list in my. <laughs> so, so how many when, do you have knocked down? The right area, yeah, when I get into the right area, you know, I keep I peruse it every so often and. And you know, make sure if I'm in a city where one's listed, I, I hit that place. So, so how many have you knocked off on that list? I'm sorry. How many have you knocked off on that list? You know, not as many as you think, because there's some out of the way places that are not in major league cities. Yeah. And, and most of my travel goes to that. I mean, so you know, if there's one like in Syracuse, New York, or uh, uh, a place like that, you know, it, it's I, I don't get to those. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back and count. Out of those 25, yeah, I maybe been about half, maybe. Nice. Well, make I, sure. I've got some work to do. Make sure you're uh, uh, next time you come to St. Louis, you you give us a call and we'll, we'll yeah, take we'll, you out for we'll a take you out the Carl's Drive-in. Carl's Drive-in, uh, yeah, they're on best, Manchester. Best burger in St. Louis, absolutely. Carl's Drive-in, I'm gonna make a note of that. I'll give you a call, <laughs> Scott. We appreciate you making time for us, sir. Uh, the article was fantastic. Tommy Pham's vision-saving surgery sparks miracle MLB superstar breakout. You can find that on BleacherReport.com, and of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Scott Miller BBL. Scott, thanks again, sir. We look forward to having you on again sometime soon during this upcoming Major League Baseball season. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thanks, thanks Scott. Scott. Welcome back to the Last Man Up podcast, part of the St. Louis Podcast Network, stlpodcast.com. Matt Berger, Clay Byersdorfer, uh, here on this maiden voyage. Maiden voyage. Maiden voyage. Scott Miller from Bleacher Report. He was fantastic, a uh, great writer, and I'm hoping to have him on again throughout this entire baseball season. I like talking I, to, to, for some reason, even when I was on 590 The Fan, I like talking to the national writers a little bit more than the local ones because I like I'm more interested in national stories and everything that's going around the league and not just what's going on here. 
Yeah, I mean, I I like the I like the local guys and national guys are fun too. I think the local. I think I'm not the, saying I don't like them. It's just that I like I feel like they get enough exposure the way yeah. it is. Yeah, I the mean, exposure is like, definitely different, no doubt. I mean, everybody has Derek Gould on and Rick Hummel on and Jen Longosh, and I'm, they do great jobs. I'm not saying that they don't. I hope that we have. <laughs> well, it would be it would be nice, but I'm just saying that I I I, I like bringing in people. I like bringing in voices that people haven't heard before. True, and uh, Scott was a good voice. He provided a really good. Uh, perspective on Tommy Pham and uh, Cardinal baseball. I know there's something that you wanted to talk I'd about. hundred thousand percent want to get okay. into this. Okay. And you want to talk about the pizza wars going on with the NFL. The NFL pizza war. So biggest story that will break this week is Pizza Hut is now the official new pizza sponsor of the NFL. You'll remember. And they're paying more money than what Papa John's was. Well, yeah, but Papa John's has had himself a year for sure. Uh, politically, pizza Lee. If that's even a word, Pizza Lee. I like Pizza Lee. I Pizza Lee. I'm gonna. That's a new word, Pizza Lee. Well, he uh, stepped down as CEO. He did step down as CEO. Um, got got kind of a bad rap. So Pizza Hut was just like, you know what? This is our time to shine. And the upgrade in ingredients, the upgrade in service. Uh, it, Pizza Hut is just winning on an all time high right now, <laughs> honestly. And I'm a big fan of the Hut. If you've noticed, and I saw this last night, there was a Papa John's commercial, and Papa John was not in it. And I'm, I'm trying to remember the last time I've seen a Papa John's commercial where he was not in it. And he wasn't it's, in it. It's probably never happened. Yeah. I it mean, probably has. I, 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 I'm, they're probably going to phase him out. He's the founder of the company. Well, yeah. He's the John in Papa John's. He's Papa John. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Well, I mean, he's he's a crazy guy, too. I, he, he I remember is. seeing pictures of him on uh, online of him being, like, drunk at Louisville basketball games or football yeah. games and being carried around by the fans. Yeah. Like students there. Yeah, Papa John was a guy you wanted to get a pizza with. You just didn't want to hang out with after, apparently. Oh, or I bet you, I mean, oh, I bet you he's a blast or, to hang or out. Or you with. were just if you were in that kind of mood to get absolutely, you know, crazy yeah, because you, know, you know he's going to pay for everything, right? You call the guy who is going to inevitably get a. You're going to pay him back because you're going to order a pizza drunk later that night. And well, what's okay, the only pizza sure. But it's, I mean, he, he's probably going to get so obliterated that he's not going to know what's on the tab anyway. Yeah, it comes full circle though. Like you're just putting money back in Papa John's pocket when you <laughs> hang out with him. If you drink with Papa John, you're putting money back in his pocket at the end of the night not to sound like all hipster or or anything along those lines but i usually try to stick with chain with the mom and pops than chains when i order a pizza well that's good for you i'll tell you what i mean i'm you go chain i i'm a chain guy i don't mind admitting it pizza it's got a good quality product i especially and i think there's something to this and i and i saw a post about this today that pizza people are football people and some of the best people or pizza that you will eat, not people that you'll eat. Well, I hope not people. The, some of the best pizza that you will eat is watching foot is while watching football. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, I've watched a grown man eat one of those ten dollar pizza boxes by himself, but it was watching football. Now he probably paid for it later on that evening, you know, sitting on the <laughs> toilet. But it's the football and the pizza that brings people and it brings everything together. And I, I just want to say because you're that right because you're, you're 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 lounging around whether you're watching college football on sat right. on Saturday or, or the NFL on Sunday or both yeah that you don't want to leave the house no so you just call you know Pizza Hut yes and they they, they bring it right to you I, I, this would be a good time to, to say that the Last Man Up podcast is brought to you by Pizza Hut. <laughs> We're a, We'd like to announce our new sponsorship. A, I was wondering when it would have come <laughs> This has been a plug the whole time. The whole time. It's Clay, pe- and, Clay Byersdorfer has sold his soul to Pizza Hut. Good news, your rates just went up. Yeah, <laughs> just went up. Um, I did see today, though, speaking of service, that with their agreement that, I guess, in test markets, that Pizza Hut is going to start delivering beer. Along oh, really? With, which, if that's, that's a complete game changer for Sundays. I mean... 
I'll tell you what I found was a complete game changer was when I found out Schnooks will deliver groceries. Schnooks Grocery will deliver. Will deliver. You can go online, pick what you want, and then you'll get an email letting you know that this is the person who's picking up your groceries, and this is when you can expect it to be there by. Who's deliver? Who is it? Just like a bag boy? Like is it's one of the employees kid? there? Yeah, it's like one of the clerks or whoever has a driver's license. Well, it's because I mean, the think about the employees at grocery stores. You have elderly people. You have young teenagers. Kids, teenagers, yeah, normally who, like getting their retirees and teenagers. Is, I don't it's want like a movie either theater. one of those knocking on my door with groceries. What? what like, what do you? Th- what do you think is going to happen? The, They're going to rob you, the, rape you. The teenage, the teenagers are definitely going to sell it. I mean, because if I was a teenager delivering groceries, I would 100% Boy, steal like, it and the, sell A it. lack of faith in America's youth by Clay Byers Dorfer. I have no faith in America's youth. <laughs> I am the last line in America's okay, youth. Okay, well, this is what I did. Like, I normally go to, this sounds bad, as much as I was praising going to, uh, you know, the mom and pop pizza, sto- the, uh, pizza store instead of going to a chain. But I go to, like, the Walmart neighborhood markets. And that's where I go and buy my groceries. That's your mom and pop is the Walmart neighborhood No, I'm, not, I'm saying it's sounding bad because okay. I was praising the mom and pop instead okay. of the chain, but I go to the chain to get my groceries. Anyway, <laughs> the, the Walmart uh, markets, they don't have everything that I want. They have most of it, but not everything. I was going to make pasta, and I, the only pasta sauce I will use is Zia's. The Last Man Up podcast now brought to you by Zia's. Zia's on the hill. Zia's on the hill. And they don't have Zia's sauce. If you're going to say on the hill, you got to do it Steve Mazzarani style. Are you familiar? No. Early 80s. I'm sorry to digress from your story, but Steve Mazzarani was like a like an appliance salesman, uh, furniture salesman. But he was like, Mazzarani ma- uh, appliances on the hill. <laughs> Every time I hear the hill was Don Brown at the entrance to the hill. Don Brown at the entrance of the hill. The Last Don Man Brown. Podcast now brought to you by Don Brown Chevrolet. Well, you know, the two things you get on the hill are Don Brown Automotive and spaghetti. There we go. So anyway, it was one of those like really cold winter afternoons. It's Sunday. I didn't feel like I- I'm getting old and I'm getting crabby. And I didn't feel like leaving my condo. Even like the, the, the 10 minute schlep or whatever it is to go to Schnooks and buy the Zias. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have it delivered. So I went online, went That's to Schnooks, ridiculous. and I had I had it delivered. I didn't have to leave my condo. It was amazing. Just, just sauce. Just, just right. sauce. Like, that was it. You paid you paid extra amount for a, what, $2, $3 bottle of sauce? I, I'm, okay. I was, I was so blessed. It was, it was, it was <laughs> First like, world problem. It was, it, was a, it was a $2 tip. Right. So you paid literally 200% of what that don't charge, I, I, They don't charge you extra for the delivery service? No, they do not. Oh, okay. Because, well, like the, because, because the first one was free. Okay, well, oh, that, and right. that was the first time okay. I used it. I want to know a breakdown of the delivery fees because, I mean, I have a schnooks that's close to me. Am I going to use it? No, because I have two working legs, and I actually enjoy grocery two stores. Two working legs. You actually <laughs> enjoy grocery stores? I do enjoy I do grocery too. shopping. I think it's therapeutic. You think it's therapeutic? I, I think it's therapeutic. As a man, I'm not ashamed to say yes. Yeah. I've I heard it's actually a great place to meet women, too, but I've yet to meet one. I have yet to meet any women, so... Here my my buddy my, <laughs> anywhere right <laughs> anywhere. my my buddy meets him at the grocery store all the time and but he also he does this thing like with a with a with a powder and a cologne and he smells amazing and he like wears a scarf all the time and he like dolls has, up to go to the grocery has, store has, he's, he's one of those he's one of those he's it, he's very extra is okay. it like going out for him is going to schnooks no that's not going out for him that's just going to is that like the pregame like schnooks is the pregame schnooks and, and target and, and deerbergs actually, is, is the party Deer, deerbergs and target is deerbergs and the oh this is a, this party. is a girl. No, this is a guy. This is a guy. Yeah. Is it Fred Slow? It's not. It's I figured close. it was Fred Slow. Close. 
Not quite. <laughs> uh, but who, like, seriously, who gets dolled up to go to the grocery store? I, I can't, My I, buddy. Does. Between delivering groceries and getting dolled up to go to the grocery, yeah, you're 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 the in between. Clay, I, I'm is what in you between, are. I'm Clay in between Byers Dwarf. That's, right your, that's your nickname. I'm right there. We have a, a um, real quick delivery story. I was gonna have Breadco delivered because I hadn't had that done yet. Because you know Breadco's delivering yeah. food to everybody. It was gonna be like fifteen dollars extra. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm like, nope, I'll just go get it. It's, it's like I'm good. It's like ninety dollars for a sandwich at Breadco already. Right. So you're so like, it's looking it's like one hundred and five dollars. I have not had Breadco in a long time for, for that reason because it's like twenty five dollars for is. like a chicken salad sandwich. I took out, and a, then when you look how big it is, it's, it's like then when you get it, it's about the size of your cell phone. You're like, where's the twenty five dollars going to? I took out a student loan. Just for Panera. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I have fifty thousand dollars in Panera. They're going to offer that right now. Yeah, at financing at financing. Panera. Yeah, yeah. Can you help you're, finance that. You're, you're going to be standing in line. They're like, "Would you like to hear what our interest rates are now, sir?" That's pretty much what it is. You can either get a chicken pesto, Sammy, or you can get your three-year fixed mortgage for Panera. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should talk about the Blues right now, uh, even though yes. that, even though that no one really does want to talk about them. They're mm-hmm. in the midst. Uh, we, we're recording this on Wednesday. It'll be available for download on Friday morning. So the Blues are playing the Red Wings right now in St. Louis. They're getting ready to here in about 15 minutes. Uh, but they, they're in the middle of, what is it, a six-game losing streak. And they are playing. Not only are they losing, they're looking bad while they're losing. And what did we hear Ken Hitchcock say last season about this blues, uh, this blues team that there are a bunch of independent contractors, and now you're kind of hearing the same thing again. Yeah. Everybody was trying to put all the blame on Ken Hitchcock, and I understand firing him because it's easier to get rid of the coach than it is the entire team. Maybe the coach has a wrong thing. We'll get rid of the coach, bring in a new coach, maybe trade a player or two, and see if, if that'll fix the problem. And apparently, that it hasn't fixed the problem. Well, I don't honestly. If you're a Blues front office staffer, not you know named Doug Armstrong, like you're asking yourself, you know what is going to fix the problem? And I think Doug it, Armstrong is and the, the funny problem. thing is that everybody was singing Doug Armstrong's praises. Oh, he was, G, he was dur- GM of the year during the draft. Whenever yeah. he got rid of uh, um, the, the center, I can't think of his name. Help me out. Who are we talking about? The the the, the trade of the Blues. Um, he was bad last year. They traded him to Philadelphia, and they got Brayden Shin. Oh, Latera. Latera. Thank yes. you. Uh, they they traded Latera. They got uh, Brayton Shin, and Brayton Shin has been. I think right now, I think he's leading the team in points. He's been one of their best players. He's the, has been the best player easily. On the St. Louis Blues easily. And when you watch the way this team played earlier in the year, they were one. Of, they were probably the best team in the NHL. I mean, I was seeing like the NHL power rankings on ESPN.com. The Blues are on top, and. You know, could this be the year that the Blues finally get over the hump and win the Stanley Cup? And now it's, it's looking like they're not even going to make the playoffs. Well, it's rearing the ugly head. You have now what used to be considered three, four years ago, like young forwards, young defensemen, a good solid core to build around. Doug Armstrong was making the solid moves. Now some of those guys are going to be 31, 32 years old. Jake Allen looks like crap. Well, Jake Allen looks night. terrible again. Jake Allen looks like he's never played goalie before. And it's crazy to even say that because two years ago, Jake Allen is in the conversation for top five goalie well, in the league. Okay, last year, Jake Allen had one of the most strangest seasons I've seen ever last year. It was it in January? He was a healthy scratch, and they told him, look, don't even go on this. They're heading to Western Canada to play in Calgary, Winnipeg, and Edmonton. Yep. And they told him, look, stay home. We don't even want you to come on this road trip. And then towards the end there, he hooked up with Martin Brodeur, 
who was the assistant GM, and they made him the goalie coach. And Jake Allen was playing lights out. He looked fantastic. This year, he's back to being shaky Jakey again. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he's got problems at home. I don't know if, if, they, if he needs Martin Brodeur back to help him in between the pipes. But Jake Allen's been pre- – not. I mean, the, the, the team in front of him has been bad too, but Jake Allen has been a, a big part of the problem. Well, it makes you ask the question, is Martin Brodeur the goalie whisperer? Could be. Brodeur. I've heard through my research listening to Alex Ferrario and Chris Raby on KMOX – that there is a division in the locker room that half of the locker room is Team Petro, half of the I've locker room too. is Team Steen. I've heard that because that there are people Petro, that are bitter. Because Petro got the captain and not Alexander Steen, yep. and they're upset about that, which, I mean, is ridiculous. Re, if that's true, have a fire sale. Uh, you're, I, ne- you're never going to fix it. My, my easy solution for that between Petro is let's trade Steen. Let's just get rid of him. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but between the two. I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that either, but the thing is, is that, I mean, that's the reason why you're playing poorly is because your friend wasn't named captain? It's like some fifth grade bullshit. It, it absolutely <laughs> is. Yeah, it sounds like very, very juvenile, infantile shit. I, I never, mean, we're, you're, you're talking about professional, eventually you would think professional pride would take over and they're like, okay, you know what? We, we had our little hissy fit, and now it's time to go out there and, and, and play like the professionals that we are. I mean, to get to that level of, of any professional sport, you have to be hyper-competitive. Not just a little bit competitive, you have to be hyper-competitive. I'm hearing stories about you know pro athletes don't even like to lose board games to their kids because they're that competitive about it. You would eventually think that that's going to take over, but that's not the case with the Blues so far. Do you think the Blues are a board game team? Do I they think they're a board team. I think they're a board I team. Think I think their favorite game is sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, Andy, Andy Hanselman with the jokes. Zinger, the first zinger. On He's Last available Man on for podcast. weddings and bar mitzvahs. Yes. Um, I, I mean, the divisional locker room does not surprise me whatsoever. I mean, it doesn't help when you have a coach, okay, but a wh- coach on top of that who's not giving the most enthusiastic or positive-minded well, post-game interviews either. That's true. But I mean, what's he, what's he have to be positive about? What, what am I hearing? Little stinger. Oh, <laughs> okay, but here's the weird thing, though. Why is this happening now, towards the end of the season, and not at the very beginning of the season? If there's this kind of divide, it's not like they just announced this like two days ago. They announced before the season even started. Petro is going to be the captain, not Alexander Steen. You would think this bitterness and all of this would service at the very beginning of the season, mm. not right now as we're getting into uh, the home stretch and and trying to head towards the playoffs. Well, I can I can deduct this to two reasons. One, spring fever. People are just getting itchy because that's it's what getting, it is. It's getting hot out, so tempers are just flared up. Two, who's the rat in the locker room that's that's spreading all these rumors, or who's who's leaking all this information? Is he is he the cause for the division? It's spring fever or a rat. I'm thousand percent convinced. It's, I mean, it, it could be, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. If that's the reason why you're having this division, why would you have this now? You would think that that would be something that you would have at the, at the very beginning of the season. I agree. And then towards the end, you'd work it out, not the other way around. Is it too li- too little, too late for the Blues? Even if they do figure it out now. And the thing is, is that I mean, I'm kind of surprised that they just traded Paul Stastny and it wasn't more. Mm. Because the one thing I do know about the Blues is that Tom Stillman is a very good owner, and meaning that he cares about the organization and he cares about the fans and he wants to win desperately. He does not have deep pockets. He is not a very wealthy owner. 
if this team does not have deep playoff runs, they don't make any money. No. So they are not going to be having, I mean, unless some miracle happens between now and then, I do not see a deep, I don't even see the playoffs, let alone a deep playoff run. So they may be in some kind of financial crisis too. Plus, you know, they have the upgrades that they have to, you know, maybe potentially pay for it at Scott Trade as well. New seats. Thank that, God. That's going to make everything <laughs> better. That's actually the new gonna, seats will make it better. It's going to inspire the fan base. It's going to inspire the players, inspire the ownership, the GM. They're going to be seats. out there in the ice school. Look at those new seats out there. Look at those That's new right. seats. We're going to start being a winner, boys. Have you sat in the lower bowl lately? I have not. Oh. Are they nice? No. Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> no. I mean, I think he'd have a tough time fitting into them. Claywood. Are you saying that I'm fat? Or? No. No. I'm saying that as a regular sized guy, oh, that so, you would have, that you would be uncomfortable. So you and I would have no chance if you sit in section one hundred and nine where they where the where the arms go up on, okay. the, on those on those little foldable seats. Yeah, those are those are lifesavers for you and I. The permanent seats, are like behind the benches. I mean, I, last last game I had bruises. Really? On my hips. I'm a big big boy. Well, I, I know you are, but I but, mean, I mean, but yeah, I had bruises on my hips from the seats just digging into me for three hours. That's terrible. Yeah. Wow. That's definitely not inspiring. So I think the uh, the new seats are going to be like either an inch or an inch and a half wider, which is a huge deal. It's a game day, game changer. That opens Absolutely, up so it many is. possibilities. When, when I was, I mean, I did not watch a whole lot of the Winter Olympics this year. What? I, I didn't because, I mean, they didn't have any NHL players on the hockey team. And that's normally what I look forward to the most about the, I mean, like I'm a marginal NHL fan, but when you're talking about Olympic hockey, it seems like it's so much more exciting. And the reason why that is because there's more ice space. Well, that the rink's, the rink's you're, bigger. You're a Patriot. That too. But the rink is bigger. There's more ice space there. You didn't catch curling fever. No, I did not. I, M- Mr. T tried to sell me on curling fever, but I could not get into it. But Mr. T was all about it. I got, the oh, fever. I'm, I'm all about, I got the fever. I'm all so about bad. it too. As fever a matter of so fact, bad. There is a thing called the St. Louis Curling Club that's been around for a long time. Their ice is over at Creve Coeur, uh, the Creve Coeur Ice Rink, and they're trying to raise funds to build. If they raise $150,000, they can start the process of building their own uh, facility with their own sheets. Evidently, up in Canada, these curling rinks are like VFW halls. Yes. Like where they have. I saw that. It's a yeah, bar. Yeah, it's like a bar. And so you go out that there. makes sense. That, 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 yeah. That's got to be the most all, Canadian thing ever. It's, it's all the, about boozing. Yeah, well, of course. But <laughs> All can about you, booze. Can you imagine if you go down to I don't know some popping wheelhouse or whatever bar downtown, and, and you have, just look in the middle, boom, three little curling right, lanes, 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 I, lanes. I think lanes racks. Are, are you, you tell me, you guys were you, you guys were the ones that were All watching. I know is, that, is that there's the house is on each end. I'll go. I'll the go. The bullseye to, is called the house. Yeah. Okay. I'll go. I'll go to a curling bar. You asked me Friday night, hey, let's go to the curling bar, eh? Oh, I'll try. <laughs> you betcha. I'll, I'll, I'll try you any. Betcha. I mean, I'll try almost anything once. I mean, why not? Yeah, the, I'll play. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go do it. I'd love to join the curling club. You get you get your curling club t-shirts. Hey. Yeah. You what's, can, what's the team? Uh, what's the uh, the mascot of the team? Oh, it's the, it, the St. Louis what? No, it's just it's a club. Oh, it's just a club. Oh, so, yeah. they, just, they just go up there and play. Yeah. Do, they, so, do they play other clubs? Or is it like teams they just within play, the club? I think they, I think there's teams within the club. They probably the just club. play each other. Oh, like, it's kind of like a bowling league, I think. Okay. Okay. I got it. So, like, you know, some of these churches have, have, have bowling alleys in them, old school, but they, instead of having bowling lanes, they all have curling rinks. Interesting. So the three of us could form like a curling team. 
Absolutely. Okay. What would, what would be the name of our curling team? It would be the last man up. The last man up curling team. I, why are you, you're trying to ditch this we got, brand we, recognition we, we gotta, right we, okay, now? Okay, we have to you're be able, We got to be more creative than that. You're saying that the brand that I created is not is not this name is not that. Creative? I'm not saying it's not creative, guys, but I mean, come on, we got to like call it curls, 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 or two something. Guys we can, hairs, two guys with hairs, two guys with beard. <laughs> 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 I'll call it the curls, 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 and we can make it look like the Motley Crew girls, 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 but it'll be curls, oh, curls, curls. Yeah. Do you bring rock and roll into curling, though? That's oh, why you've like got to. That's why he runs point. That's, that's why right. He runs point. Yeah. I mean, that's, he's, Always thinking. He's right a creative there. genius. In, in, right in, the, in, the, in the words of David Letterman, there is no off on the genius dial. He sat on that <laughs> curls, curls, curls take for I the last know. 15 curls, minutes. Curls, as soon as you curls. brought As soon as you brought up curling, he, he I, sat I'm on like, that curls, you, curls, you, curls you, take. You figured me out. I'm like, how am I going to crowbar this in? How am I going to think of a way? I got to lead them down this path. How am I going to do this? Ridiculous. Uh, this brings the, the the first podcast of The Last Man up to an end. It will be once a week. Once a week. On the St. Louis Podcast Network, stlpodcast.com. Andy Hanselman, go ahead and tell everybody what else is on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Oh, my God. Where do I even start? Um, so the... Uh the, well, we have yours, Noshin and Joshin. We have the Noshin and Joshin one. Hang on, let me get back to my folder here, and I'll tell you exactly what we have on here. So we have Noshin and Joshin, which is a podcast about the TMA fan page about TMA. That, that, they, that TMA has like a life force of its own. It, it really does. does. It's got like its own language. It's got its own its own dialect. So we have uh, we also have uh, the Changing Station with Cucky with, the Dwarf. With Cucky the Dwarf, amazing, amazing radio. <laughs> That's the only way to really describe Cucky is amazing. The uh, the first time callers is a guy named uh, Sam Chandler and another guy. God, I can't think of his name. Uh, we just we just linked to them, but they they're also an affiliate of the network as well. <clears throat> the fabulous Hamilton Sportacopia with Joey Hamilton. There we go. I mean, the the takes are so current and so blistering that it will melt your computer how hot these <laughs> Proceed with are. caution. Is, is that a challenge? Absolutely. absolutely. A challenge for us? We also have uh, Kicks and Grins, which is a little podcast that we do with uh, two ladies from Edwardsville. It's a little raunchy. It's kind of funny. It, it's very, very funny. Not just kind of funny. Very funny. And uh, then we have the, oh, the, oh. I was waiting rush. for you to give Roderick a little love here. The Oh, What a Rush podcast with Joe Roderick and Road Warrior Animal Joe Laurinaitis. And uh, they go uh, they go every Thursday. And that is by far the most listened to show on the network. Well, yeah. I mean, if you got like a, a, a big a, name like a Joe Laurinaitis. Who is Laurinaitis again? Remind me. Road uh, Warrior Animal. Yeah, and, he was animal. And, and James's dad. <laughs> no way. Joe Laurinaitis is related to James Laurinaitis? Well, I mean, Laurinaitis is not exactly like Smith. Mind blow. So, yeah. So, that's the... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, that is the lineup of the St. Louis Podcast Network. You can find out more at stlpodcast.com, and you can also email me if you want to be part of the show, Andy at montmedia.xyz. That's Andy at montmedia.xyz. Good stuff. You can follow Clay Byersdorfer on Twitter at Ton of Clayton. You can follow me, Matt Berger, on Twitter at Matt underscore Berger. Very B-E-R-G-E-R. <laughs> Apparently, there's like a skateboarder that has the exact same name I do. And when I first uh, signed up for Twitter, this was like back in 2008, I think. 
I had people like sending me tweets going, you know, hey, we, you know, that that you just tore it up on the half pipe. I'm like, what are you talking about? Awesome, and then, dude. Yeah, and then it turned out that there's some awesome skateboard. Awesome, 720, dude. There, there's some Sick. skateboarder with, with my name on it. I'm like, trust me, you do not want my fat ass <laughs> up there trying to do any of that stuff. I'll be in the hospital for weeks. One more real quick thing. You can uh, find the podcast network on Facebook. Uh, every All the shows are also posted there, and that is STL Podcast Network, and also follow at podcast STL on Twitter. And the, the the show also has a Twitter handle as well. We uh, do have a Twitter handle. You can follow us at Last Man Up Pod. And, there we go. And uh, we'll be delivering hot takes on there. Recap. How about that? How about that? Special shout out to everybody who was downloading our first one. Special shout out to Scott Miller from Bleach Report. Make sure you follow him at Scott Miller BBL. Everybody have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you next week. 